If you don't have an owner suite, but you want one for your mid-century house, today let's talk about how to make that happen. Did you know, for example, that there's a right and wrong way to add an owner's bedroom onto your house? Well, if you care about costs, there certainly is. And whether you're just expanding your closet space a little or putting a whole new wing into your home, today we're going to talk about how you can effectively steal space for an owner's bath in and around your mid-century house. Hey there, welcome back to Mid-Mod Remodel. This is the show about updating MCM homes, helping you match a mid-century home to your modern life. I'm your host, Della Hansman, architect and mid-century ranch enthusiast. You're listening to episode 1305. If you're looking for inspiration around owner suites, then I want to point you to a wonderful resource. We've just been on a kick of documenting and making publicly available case studies of our past owner suite modifications for mid-century homes, and we've got them all collected on the show notes page for this episode. So check out midmod-midwest.com slash 1305 to see case studies of a bunch of different adding on and improving on existing owner suites for mid-century homes to get your creativity flowing. Last week, I was talking to you about storage in primary bedrooms, in owner's bedrooms. And many of the examples I shared were houses that are actually already very generously sized. That doesn't actually make a designer's life as easy as it sounds, because sometimes it's awkward to fit a few things that are necessary into a space that's only just large enough or not quite large enough to do two things at once. And it's hard to pare away excess square footage in a way that feels useful and meets all the other existing elements of the home, the rooms, windows, doors, closets, etc. smoothly. So what do you do, though, when your space is too snug? This is a far more common problem for most of my listeners. When you have a space that's too small rather than too large, but you still want an owner's bathroom, an owner's suite, don't panic, because there are a lot of things you can do, and even a modest-sized mid-century house has room to get you a few more crucial inches, feet, or a sweet, private, tucked-away space inside the existing boundaries of your home, or by pushing out beyond it just slightly. Today, I'm going to talk about examples of houses that started out very small and where we were able to carve out a little space to create a luxurious private owner suite for the new owners. Because I'm going to be talking about examples, I have these all shown as case studies that you can link to from the show notes page. In some cases, you don't actually need more room for an owner space. You don't even need to add more features. You just need to divide up your space more effectively. I'm thinking of a recent project, a California raised ranch, where we didn't need to add any square footage or even add a bathroom to create an owner suite. We simply needed to reallocate the space that existed. Although our scheme three did reconfigure the bedroom to expand the bathroom and add space for a soaking tub to make a true owner's bath, we really only showed that to the client because they wanted to see what it would look like. They knew they wanted to spend most of their budget in the kitchen, but still get more feeling of privacy to their personal bathroom. This was because their house had a long hallway that walked from the social areas to the private ones, and then had access to two bedrooms and a bathroom that were shared from that hallway. You then turned a right angle and went down another public space hallway past a private bath that was right next to the main one, a closet, and then finally into their bedroom. Strangely, as you walked down that hallway to get to their bathroom and past an awkward series of closet doors that were treated more as linen closets, the space just didn't really work out. It didn't feel like it had the owner suite that it actually should have. Now, that might have been an intentional choice by the original owner to take the pressure off perhaps multiple teens living in the house who all needed to use the bathroom to get ready in the morning to put the second bathroom behind a closed door 
But that didn't work well for these new owners. They're a couple without kids who like to have guests over and didn't want to have a confusing number of access points to their private space. All we needed to do for them at the end of the day was relocate the door for their bedroom to the end of that second short hallway. So they could go through a door and be in their own space immediately. They could walk from their bedroom to their bathroom without worrying about greeting any guests. And as a follow-up, tearing out some of those extra linen closety storage space and putting in a smooth line of built-ins all the way along that hallway, turning into a bench by the window to give them a sense of more places to put their things and leading them into their bedroom from the new place door. This is actually something I considered in my own home, much smaller and without a second bathroom, but just to increase the access of my room to its various adjacent closet spaces. Right now I have just outside the door to my bedroom, a linen closet and my bedroom, which is the owner's bedroom, has two small two foot wide closets on almost opposite corners of the room, which really make it hard to place furniture. I've often thought about moving the door to my bedroom to make the linen closet the second closet in my bedroom and actually just removing the footprint of the existing closet to have a wider entry vestibule. It wouldn't get me my own bathroom, but it would get me a larger, more spacious bedroom with the same amount of storage and more privacy and wide open space. Now, if this is something you're thinking about, thinking about changing closet spaces, it's not always easy, but it is sometimes worth it to try to carve out a little more breathing room in a snug house. And this is also where you want to think about your budget and your available skills or the skills of your team. Sometimes it's easier than others to move walls, doors, closet framing, and finish carpentry. For example, I'm just kicking off a project with clients who've had to remove every bit of drywall and with it, all the finishes, trim, hardware, doors, and more in order to remediate some truly pervasive asbestos. Darn it. But this means they will be able with relatively little added work to reconfigure their interior spaces. Moving a closet once you're down to the studs isn't any harder than rebuilding it from scratch. So that will prove a lot easier to them to think about moving the spaces around their bathrooms than it will, for example, to move the bathroom where they would have to get into plumbing work that's unnecessary if they want to change the placement of those spots. Now, I've just told you it might be easier to move closet doors than plumbing. Sometimes it's easier to keep your built-ins in place if you don't need to change the arrangements of closet doors and framing and flooring in your bedroom and storage areas. It might be more important to change the layout of the bathroom to make that work better. You might choose to move or even add a bathroom, but even then the placement and the way you do it can make a big difference to the level of cost and difficulty. So, if you want to create an owner suite from nothing and you don't want to expand the footprint of your house, one easy thing we talked about last week is to take over an existing bedroom and make that part of the owner's space. In many cases, you can do this by actually leaving the larger bedroom intact and then taking the two smaller bedrooms of a three bedroom house and knocking them together. This leaves the original primary bedroom as the bonus bedroom on the main floor. Now, if you're worried about resale value, oh no, I'm losing a bedroom. I have a couple of notes on that. First, the demographics of home buyers are changing. Not everyone has 2.5 kids and a dog when they move into their mid-century house in an inner ring suburb. A lot of people are single when they buy a home or childless couples who want to live in their home forever as a pair or retirees downsizing into a smaller space. So don't feel like making personalized correct choices for you won't work just as well for someone else who's buying a house feeling the same frustrations you have about your house right now. Also, a note, 
When you're adding bedrooms or maintaining bedrooms, that's a great idea for resale value, but more bedrooms also can raise the assessed value of your house. So think about taxes as well as resale when you consider these questions. Or if you need to remove a bedroom on the main floor, add it back in the basement if you've got one. I'm gonna be talking about basement bedrooms both as guest spaces and as teen spaces and as potential owner's bedrooms in a later episode. But think about it this way. If you're living in a house alone or with one child on the main floor and you've got a third bedroom, which right now is designated as your guest space, wouldn't it actually be more pleasant to have someone who's not part of your family when they come to stay for perhaps a while in a space where you can say goodnight to each other and then each have a little quiet time on your own floor to go about your own rhythms rather than inviting them to share you and your child's family bedroom and bathroom rather as you go forward. Just a little thought. So... This actually came up in one recent project. We had a perfect example of a non-traditional family as our design goal. In this case, we weren't designing a house for a childless couple or a family for kids. This is a house for an older woman returning to a home she lived in in an earlier era of her life, then as a parent with small kids, now in her grandparent era. The solution we came up with for her was that she might live in this house alone for a while, and then she might need an adult child or a caretaker to move in with her or visit extensively to check off on and provide care for her. Possibly that adult caregiver would not even be a member of her family, but someone else hired to provide the work. So in this existing house that had three very snug bedrooms on the main floor, a shared full bath and a powder room, we knew that layout was not going to cut it. Even two familial adults don't necessarily love to share a bath, and certainly none of the spaces were particularly accessibility-friendly. So assuming that she could live most of her life on the main floor with ramp access from the outside, we set about knocking two of the smallest bedrooms together in order to create a larger, wheelchair-friendly space with wide doorways, plenty of open maneuvering room, and easy access to a generous, accessibility-friendly bathroom just for her. We cut a three-quarter bath out of the existing powder room and left one bedroom besides hers on the main floor as a guest space, a home office or project room, etc. And then we created a matching-sized, although not necessarily matching accessibility-friendly, second primary suite on the basement level with a bedroom, private full bath, sitting area, and expanded windows for proper daylight and safe egress to make two separate adult spaces that could be occupied by people who either did or did not share family affiliations but still didn't want to spend every waking moment together. Anyway, this example really speaks to the possibility that if we hadn't had those extra bedrooms to sacrifice upstairs, we could also have thought about those three really quite snug bedrooms as all kids' bedrooms, and for another family, another goal, put a generous and private owner suite away in the basement. And before you think, Della, moving to the basement for my bedroom, for my owner's bedroom? What a crap deal. Remember, an egress window that brings in fresh air and safety also brings in daylight. It doesn't need to be that plastic half-circle minimally viable object. Done right, egress access windows can be beautiful, retaining well-stepped views, showing you plantings and giving you light to the sky without looking straight across into your neighbor's bedroom windows. Once it's designed properly, a basement owner suite might be your dream scenario. Don't knock it till you've tried it. Okay, so we've talked about how you can add in owner's space on the main floor or possibly create an owner suite in your basement. There's the third place to find space to make an owner suite if you don't have it, and that is with a small addition. But here's the trick to it. You don't want to simply draw your dream bedroom bathroom scenario and 
pop it into the backyard, touching the house um, along one wall. That's not the best way to make a budget-friendly owner suite. The real secret to a cost-effective owner suite addition is to put only the bedroom into the new space. You don't want to run extra plumbing out over unfinished area if you can possibly avoid it. Instead, in the Midwest where your building is over a basement, in Middle America where you're building over a call space, etc., even in California where you might be on a slab, you want to keep your plumbing in the footprint of the original house and have only a bedroom that pushes back. Here's the ideal scenario. You're looking for a bedroom that already faces the backyard or to the side yard and that shares a wall with the existing family bathroom. So you set your new owner's bathroom against that shared bathroom wall for short plumbing lines that connect into existing supply and waste removal pathways. Probably your new owner's bathroom won't be the full size of the bedroom you take over, so you can decide whether you want to use that extra space for a walk-by closet or simply have a smaller-than-bedroom addition off the back of the house so the new bedroom space you put in has sort of one foot in the existing footprint of the house and maybe pushes out the wall by only six or eight feet. Again, the smaller the addition, the simpler the addition, the more affordable this project is. One layout I love to try in this space is if you have a walk-through door to the space to get a straight shot along the interior bedroom hallway or circulation area towards a window. Walking towards light is always a great design move. And as you walk along this intentional internal owner suite hallway, you have on your left or your right the new owner's bathroom set, uh, passing by it to a generously sized dressing area that provides a backboard for the new owner's bed to look out the same view that you're walking towards. Or possibly the owner's bed is perpendicular to that and gives you a crisscross view to that walk into the bedroom out to a small private backyard area. The benefits of a small addition are many, not the least of which is that you're creating while you get a new bedroom, you're also getting an L-shaped inner courtyard, a corner in your backyard for a patio, deck, or porch. This can be a wonderfully comfortable private space that's seen by none of your side yard neighbors and also gives you direct access from your owner's bedroom to step right out into the backyard with a glass of wine or a cup of coffee. Beautiful. I've proposed this in a number of home updates. Two in particular come to mind. In one really early Mid-Mid-West project, we were able to create a sort of an interior courtyard by proposing two small additions that both pushed off at a perpendicular angle from the existing house gable. One allowed for a slightly larger den stepped down at grade level, and one pushed back a bedroom that was able to um, expand along with a larger roof line than just the bedroom and give a covered porch patio space out on the side. In a more recent project, we were able to take a house that actually had an existing owner suite, but again, it suffered from that early mid-century owner suite problem that it had an almost unusably small bathroom. It was at the front of the house, and that became the pleasant separated guest suite. And they pushed off the back of the house, again, to create a lovely corner privacy L. And this house had already been built on a corner lot, so we didn't really have much of a backyard feeling. By pushing out a small addition, they were able to create a much more private feeling for their backyard. And we were able to put in a lovely open plan bedroom with plenty of built-in storage space and yet keep the new owner's bathroom over the existing crawl space footprint so it was easy to add, plumb, and modify. So here's the bottom line. When you're looking to steal space for an owner's bathroom or just expand the owner's bedroom, you want this to be as functional, but also as easy to do as possible. And look, mid-century houses are easy to add on to. 
Cross Gable is a sturdy and easy to put on form that will feel natural as soon as the materials are weathered into place. When you look at the Google map for your neighborhood, you can see that probably most of the homes when they were originally built, particularly if they were early, were a simple straight rectangle. Now they're L's, C's, and Z's with all of the additions that have been put on forward and back through the years. But to make your life easier, think about the plumbing. When you're sneaking in a new plumbed bathroom, try to tuck it close to, ideally sharing a wall with, existing plumbing. So back it up to your family laundry area, family bathroom, or kitchen. In a basement finishing project, try to stack the new bathroom underneath or near some existing upstairs wet area. Now, pop over to the show notes page to see a whole bunch of case studies of how we've improved on and added on to owners' bathrooms for our mid-century master plan clients. That should get you excited to plan your own update. Or if you need some help to solve a tricky space planning problem, we'd be delighted to add the challenges of your project to our future case study collection. Catch you next time, Mid-Modern Modelers.